Are you sure this is on? Isn't God awesome? Yeah! Awesome is an understatement. Like, there's some words I think about, and I'm like, that does not do God justice. Awesome is one of them. Good is one of them. Like, the, the gospel is translated the good news. What an understatement of the ages that is. It should be awesome. Even awesome news. Like, if you can bring math into the, the language and you say awesome to the awesome to the awesome power, then you got something. Maybe that's what holy, holy, holy means. Hey. <clears throat> well, God is so good. And uh, he is, is just so lovely. He's up to doing something. If you don't know where God is moving right now, check your heart. It's that simple. Like, God is always moving. So we just take a minute to say, all right, God, what's going on? You will get a word. Guarantee it. I guarantee you will get something. You may have to wait. You may have to wait. Because they that wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength. He will give them the ability to walk and not grow tired. The ability to run and not grow faint. And wings. And wings that we can soar up. I know that's uh, metaphoric. Who knows? Maybe we will have wings one day. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, you can see the picture because, you know, when we're walking, it's like, what's in front of my face now? And if you find yourself, like I found myself in this spot recently. (laughs) If you can't see, if God, where are you? I don't see you. I can't understand what's going on. I can't, what is going, why is this happening? You need to wait on the Lord. Just wait. If you know where you're supposed to be going and you're already walking and you see, oh, this plan got cut off, you need to wait on the Lord. This plan changed, that plan changed. Like whatever you need, I think waiting on the Lord is probably the answer. And, uh, He's a good God, and he gives us tools to do the things he asks us to do. Now, <clears throat> I was asking God, what do you want me to talk about? And I went through several iterations of stuff. I was like, okay, this, nope, this, nope. And I spent a good amount of time on those things. And what I realized is that they end up being seeds, and uh, they're going to come out at the right time, you know, seed harvest. <clears throat> uh, let me get some water, excuse me. <clears throat> back so I want to talk to you about is peace because how can you wait on the Lord because when you're going through something when you're going through something hard like maybe okay I I messed up at this or I don't know what to eat for dinner I don't need for lunch my blood sugar is crazy and I I don't know what to eat for lunch and you know thankfully the Donnelly's have a plan Taco Bell every Sunday (laughs) I'm not there yet I haven't arrived there yet you know but because sometimes I'll be like I don't know I'm just trying to get church done you know and then it's like what are we going to eat but, uh, you know, a little bit of humor there, but um, it's peace. The peace of God will enable you to wait. The peace of God, <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize this, the peace of God is a tool 
that passes all understanding. It says that in Philippians chapter 4. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. You have an enemy that's pretty crafty and he knows how to trip people up and he does it pretty well. But guess what? You have a tool that surpasses any of his understanding. You can all, in the peace of God, if you understand, if you pursue, and if you hold on to the peace of God, you can withstand everything. Everything. If you understand the peace of God, where, how do you get the peace of God? Where do you find it? <laughs> well, in Romans 14, 17, it says that the peace of God, uh, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, the peace of God is part of his kingdom. Amen. <clears throat> and how do you receive anything in the kingdom? I'll give you a hint. By faith. You believe it. And not only believe it because the devil believes everything God ever said, but he doesn't fear him and he hasn't received it. So you believe it and you receive it. If you believe that you have the peace of God, it is yours because you've received it in faith. Now, you can't earn the peace of God just like you can't earn salvation. Just like you can't earn joy. That's all found in God, in God's kingdom. So if you want to, you know, righteousness, right? That's like the doorway, right? Jesus came on the cross. If you go to Philippians chapter 2, it's one of my favorite verses, section of verses. It talks about how uh, Jesus did not consider his position, his throne. He didn't consider his seat up there with God and the Holy Spirit, if you could think about it that way. He did not consider those, that position something to be held on to. But before the foundation of the world, he knew what he was going to come have to do. And so he humbled himself. He said, until those that we created, until those that we made in our image, I will enter in. And I will do what they could not do. So they can be back again with us. So that they can be back in the kingdom. Back in the kingdom. And so what I find about life is like salvation is a doorway, right? Righteousness, we get righteousness when we've received what Jesus has done. He became sin that knew no sin. This is 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. And when you talk about something like righteousness, that's a weighty thing, Right? You might not say, oh, I'm, I'm righteous, look at me. That's the wrong way to come. Righteousness only comes by receiving what Jesus did to you. You no longer live, but Christ is living in you. When Christ is living in you, when his blood covers over you, then you're righteous. Then God looks down and says, wow, that's my kid. I love him, and I'm pleased in him. No, And somehow God is able to do this, all-knowing, all-knowing God. He's able to forget or it's like it's over it's over in Jesus account it's like he's just seeing he's just seeing the good he's just seeing Jesus on us and this is the kingdom that righteousness that if you've called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and you you believe that he's God then you become righteous it's a process you're going to work it out but you you draw on that righteousness by faith how do you get your joy by faith you by spending time in the presence of God if you're struggling with something I've been struggling with a few things, and, you know, I have to get joy. I know, I know the presence of God. I know how to find it, but I have to do it. 
If you know the presence of God, you still got to do it. You still got to put in the work. And so same thing with peace. I know the peace of God. And sometimes I need to bring it in. So these are kingdom things that help us to walk out our daily life. Not like one day I'm going to be up there in heaven in my white robe. No, today, here and now, you need righteousness. You need joy. You need peace in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to quicken you. We had a bunch of good things about the Holy Spirit, but I guess it wasn't for today. But anyway, you need the Holy Spirit in you. Anyway, he'll give you a new heart too. All right. Show them the peace of God. I want to, when you start to think about the peace of God, because I want this to change your lives. I'm telling you something that will change your life. When you understand the principle of the peace of God, it will change everything. And I'm going to use a story. And I don't have the scripture. I could probably Google it in two seconds, but it doesn't matter because it's not important. If you look at the scripture of the story of Jesus and the demoniac, you guys have heard it, right? He had like thousands of demons. He had legion of demons inside of him. Okay, Jesus is in the Jesus in the ocean or the sea. I don't know. <laughs> or sail, I don't know. And then let me tell you, look at this. This guy's been running amok for years. Everybody's afraid of him. Boom! That oh, those demons are like, oh my, what just oh, oh my god. Yeah, they said, oh my god. Well, it's not their God, but they said, oh, God. <laughs> they knew what just happened because they testified. Hey, what are you doing here before the appointed time? Jesus, son of the most high. Jesus, Jesus the Messiah. Paraphrasing. What did Jesus, what, what was in Jesus' toe? <laughs> the kingdom. The kingdom. Right? So he carried the peace of God. It's like dominion. Right? I talked, in Genesis, it talks about that you shall have dominion. You shall have dominion. And Adam and Eve, they messed it up and gave the keys of authority over to the devil. Well, guess what? Jesus came back and he died on the cross for our sins, went down to hell, stole them back and said, here, disciples, boom. So now, boom, you and I, if we believe in the Lord Jesus, we're supposed to have dominion on the earth. And how are we going to do that unless we're operating in the kingdom principles, righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit? Okay, so when, that, when Jesus stepped on the earth, on those shore, he carried the peace of God. It was like, I don't even know how to explain this, but it was like a force field. Like the second he touched, boom, like, like the earth shook or something. Or there was a, have you ever seen a grenade go off? I've thrown a grenade and I've seen them go off before. In the air, you're not even seeing like things blow up. I'm talking about throwing a grenade into a blank pit. You see the air go boom. It looks like, like Saturn or something. It looks like, you know, maybe what it looked like when he said, let there be light, boom, just everything. And if you're within like 25 meters of that thing, you're gone. Like, you can see it, you can feel it, you can taste it. Well, maybe not taste it, but anyway, you know what I mean. Something Jesus carried, the kingdom. He is the prince of peace. He is the prince of peace. You know, how about, how about this? <clears throat> another, another story. Jesus is in the boat, and it's like a hurricane, basically. I'll just paraphrase it. Jesus is in the boat, and the wind is going, the waves is going <clears throat> so bad that everybody in the boat thinks they're about to die. And Jesus is just, <laughs> Jesus is just chilling there. Can you imagine? What enabled, and I'm not even getting to the part I want to get at yet. What enabled Jesus to sleep? 
peace, peace enabled Jesus to sleep in a Cat 5 hurricane. Peace would enable Jesus to sleep in Hurricane Katrina. Peace would enable all these hurricanes. Peace could have allowed Jesus to sleep. Because guess what? What did he say to the storm? Peace be still. And the storm was like, Phew. okay? Jesus carried peace. Jesus, peace is almost like a weapon, like a force field. Like, if you understand peace, it will get you through every situation. Like, God, why is this going on? I just, I need to just hold on, just put everything off out of my mind. What are you, where are you, God? What are you saying to me? God, I need a word. I need a word, Lord. What are you saying? And in that process, I understand peace. I taste peace. It's funny, I said um, <clears throat> that you have to receive the kingdom by faith. <clears throat> yeah, I say amen to that. You can say amen. You got to receive the kingdom by faith. Do you want it? Amen. So you got it. It's yours. Boom. Hey, that was easy. All right, let's go home. No, just kidding. <laughs> you have to receive it by faith. <clears throat> now, look at this. Romans chapter 5. One of my favorite things. Romans 5. I just want to actually read it. Romans 5. Romans. Near the end. Okay. There's so much revelation in just these little short scriptures. <clears throat> This is talking about, Roman, we're going to start in verse 1. This is talking about when you are going through something. Say, when I'm going through something. Amen. Therefore, having been justified by faith, so in faith you've been justified, you have the peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Through whom also we have access by faith. We're not just justified. We have peace. And we have access to grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of, of the glory of God. Praise God. And knowing not only that, if that wasn't enough, like I just gave you like the, 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 the Powerball, the Cal Lotto, I just gave you like the, the, all those things. Like, and I don't even play that, so I don't even know what they're called. But anyway, you know, those are huge things that if you, you can always, you can chew on this and get some out of it and like be drawn to his grace, be drawn to his love, be drawn to his mercy, be drawn to him, be, be drawn to in faith. But if that wasn't good enough, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. What? That seems contrary. That seems contrary to logic. That we glory in tribulations. Why, guess what? It's not you that's living. When you're going through tribulations, it's not you that's living. Because when, if I, uh, let's, hmm. If I stub my toe, that's not a, that's not a tribulation. I can get through it. Boom, I'm good. If I uh, trip off the stage and fall on my face, my pride might get hurt, but I'll get through it. I don't need anybody for that. If I'm cooking some food and I chop, or I've kind of almost done this, but I cut my finger. I don't need anybody. I'll just get a Band-Aid. But when I'm facing something that I can't handle, 
when I've got a report from the doctor, when I got a report from this or that, when I got, you notice that these reports come in? You know, as I was studying for this, the, the devil is referred to as the prince of the power of the air. Where does all these reports go? They, they travel through the air. Blah, somebody just said something. Facebook, you know, the internet, TV waves, radio waves, all this garbage is in the air. And he, he's crafty, and he even has power. But guess what? We got the keys. We have, we have more. <laughs> so when you're going through something you can't handle, then that's when it's like it's no longer me who lives, but it's Christ who lives. It should be all the time. But you know what? He's, he doesn't need us to, like, you know, go to the bathroom and brush our teeth. He's, he's given us the tools to do that, right? And he gave it to us in the first place, right? So it's not like I'm doing this and I'm in disobedience because I didn't ask God how to brush my teeth in which direction. No. He's like, you, you can handle that. You can handle the teeth brushing. You can handle, you know, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but when we're going through something, it produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given to us. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. Because if you also read in Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. All right, what is hope? The love of God should have brought in your hearts. So your substance your substance, this takes another, another type of thinking. Like if you just knee-jerk reaction, this happened, blah, blah. This takes another type of thinking. When you operate in the kingdom in peace and righteousness and joy, when, you look in, when you're looking for something, when you got dreams that you're going after, when you got a vision and something like tries to take that away. But anyway, when you have what you're believing for, faith is substance. Faith is substance of the things hoped for. Faith is the substance of the love of God shed abroad in your hearts. Faith is substance. Like you can't touch, I can't touch my, my, my thoughts. But the word of God says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things not yet seen. And it also says, for the lack of vision, my people stumble. So if you don't have a dream, a vision you're going after, you need one. How, <laughs> I mean, otherwise you're just status quo in life. And good luck with that. It's not me. I'm not status quoing anything. Like, I have, if you come into the presence of God where you get your joy and peace... You're not allowed to status quo. You're not allowed. Because he's drawing. He's always saying, come up here. Let me show you the things which are to take place. Let me give you a dream. Let me give you a vision. Come up here. We have the mind of Christ. It talks about in uh, 2 Corinthians. We have... <laughs> we don't just have the concept of the mind of Christ. We don't just have some of the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And like the other things of the kingdom, you get it by receiving it, by faith. So that in every situation, in every situation, you 
can go to the high court of God in every situation and you can hear what's the dialogue between God and Jesus because it says Jesus I always lives to make intercession for us and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's got a lot of work to do <laughs> no wonder he's not going anywhere <laughs> he's got a lot of work to do just for me <laughs> he, there's billions of billions of people that he's making intercession for us and we have the mind of Christ what is he saying in your situation what is he saying when you don't know what to do he will tell you and I know this for a fact because <laughs> he tells me he talks to me if you just but listen like if you think about disciples like there's some you definitely not Judas right but there's okay think about some of the disciples right I think about uh, Peter Peter was bold. Like, Peter was the one that walked on the water. And no, it's not recorded. Anybody else ever did that. So I'm going to just go with, since it's the word of God, that Peter's the only person to ever walk on water, apart from Jesus Christ. Right? What enabled Peter to walk on water? <laughs> he entered into the kingdom. He, he took a hold of what Jesus had for him. He took a hold of that peace that Jesus had because Jesus said, peace be still. And he's like, well, I don't care what it looks like out here. I'm going to look at you, Jesus. Pfft, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. The waves were going the whole time. He was walking. And yes, he did fall. But still, he walked on water. He broke natural law. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. He broke natural law. And Peter's, Peter's such an interesting person because I think Peter describes... the church today you can see two Peters there was a Peter filled with the Holy Ghost there was a Peter that walked around and be like right here someone's there boom they got healed there was a Peter who walked in power and there was also a Peter who the Lord rebuked said get behind me Satan there was a Peter, and I'm not saying anything about him because I don't know what I would do. I hope I would make the right decision. But Peter said, I will never deny you, Lord. And Jesus, Jesus said, you surely will. And so me without the Holy Ghost would have denied him. But me with the Holy Ghost is not going to deny him. But guess what? <laughs> the Holy Spirit's been given. He said, it's better for me to go. It's better for me to go. Jesus, Jesus was walking around full of the Holy Spirit. Just boom, 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 boom. Jesus was just walking around, just amazing, amazing things. He, it, it says in the Word, I don't have the Scripture reference, but you can look it up, Google it, test me. You know, you got to take back everything I'm telling you anyway. Don't just spoon feed it. Test what I'm telling you. Well, I guess you're not, because I lost that one, so that's all right. <clears throat> he said, it's better for you that I go. Because I go to the Father. And when he went to the Father, he released Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's like, let me in, let me in, let me in. Boom. 
Like, how did they receive the Holy Spirit? Well, they obeyed first. At least some of them did and some of them didn't. They obeyed. They went and waited. And they, they waited. That's what I was trying to get at. They waited. They waited. And you think after, like, days, you're like, I don't know, is he right? Well, some of them were like, I don't know, I guess he was wrong. They took off. But the others waited, 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 waited. They held on. They said, this is what Jesus said. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And they received the promise. Hmm. That's some good stuff. Like, So I'll tell you, like, no matter what you're going through right now, you just have to wait on the Lord and ask him for a word. <clears throat> because he leads us places. He doesn't, he's not just like, okay, come here. Come here, Nick. Just hold me and we're just going to stand here for eternity. No. He's like, come here. I'm going to show you some great things, Nick. Look at this. You see that over there? You see, you could not do that, but you're going to do it, Nick. <laughs> you're going to do it, Jose. <laughs> You're going to do it, Mike. You're going to do it, Claudine. We are going to do. It's impossible because if we did it on our own strength, it would not be good. But if we did it because we had to wait on the Lord, because we had to get empowered, because we needed a word for direction, then we will do great and mighty things, and we'll say, boom, that was only God. I love it when God does this. I planted lots of seeds, and the right one came out. Um, I want to read, talk to you about Lazarus. This one has really spoke to my heart a lot. It's in John 11. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 11. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's it's kind of a lot of verses. But I encourage you to. Verse 40. Maybe I can summarize. You could probably look at the headings and you'll probably get an idea of where we're at. Starts with the death of Lazarus. Jesus saying he's the resurrection to life. And Lazarus gets raised from the dead. I want you to go to verse 40. Like... And this is, I want you to hold on to this as why you need to wait. You need to write this down. Highlight it in your Bible app. Text it to yourself. Text it to your kids, your wife or husband. Jesus says to you, did I not say that you, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? If you believe, you will see the glory of God if you have a word from him. Because there's some people, you get something and you chew on it. You're like, I think this is God. I'm going to go for it. And sometimes that gets snatched up. Like, I guess that wasn't it. (laughs) But if you hold on to what he's given to you, if you hold on to him, if you hold on to the hem of garment, his garment, you will see the glory of God. 
Just, just up here, it's okay. <laughs> oh, love you guys. <clears throat> well, maybe I will read some of it. 11, verse 4. Jesus is saying that this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. You go down to 11. He says, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him. And verse 14, Lazarus is dead. This is Jesus' words. That's interesting. Jesus said in verse 4, this is not a sickness unto death. Verse 14, Jesus said Lazarus is dead. That's interesting. And the next verse, and I'm glad for your sakes I was not there, so that you may believe. Nevertheless, let's go. Verse 20, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Amen. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Hmm. This is some interesting things Jesus is saying. So anyway, Buries him, he gets there, he says, where have you laid them? But down to verse 33, 38. Jesus, groaning in himself, came to the tomb, because this was his friend. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? They took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. And because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth! And he who died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped. And Jesus said, Loose him and let him go. <laughs> All right, onto your feet. We're going to worship the Lord. <clears throat> Father God, I just thank you so much. I just thank you so much. Worship you, you can come up. I want you to think about these things. Think about the kingdom of God. Think about the principles. Think about peace. Think about your own situations. Think about where you need to see God come through. You need to see the kingdom of God manifested in your life. I'm going to switch. Hello? All right, there we go. 
You need to see the kingdom of God manifest in your life. I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to tell you, you need to see the kingdom of God manifest in your life. Amen. And if you receive that, say amen. Amen. Jesus, I want the kingdom of God. I want you because you can't separate you from the kingdom of God. Jesus, I want you to manifest yourself, your life, your kingdom in my life. And I'm not going to rest until I see it. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. When I don't understand, I'm going to wait until I hear you, until I get a word. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to be still until I know you're God. And then after I've been still, I'm going to say, this is what God, this is what God is doing in my life. God is up to some great and wonderful things. Let revival spring forth here too, in Jesus' name. Jesus, praise you, Lord. This is going to be a new one. You can read the words. Be a little bit flexible. God, I just, and you can just paraphrase. It's just, it's just you and me. It's just you and me, God. I forget all the other people. It's just you and me, God. I can't do this. I can't do this unless I have a word, unless you are leading me. You are my shepherd, and I shall not want. You lead me to the green pastures and the still waters. I need you. I need you. I need you, Lord. And as table will spring forth in the presence of your enemies. And boom, his rod and his staff. You better be in the word. Boom, his rod and his, his staff will comfort you. They'll lead you. They will ward off any enemy. They'll smack those soldiers. Jesus, Lord. Jesus, Lord. Jesus, I'm following you. You are my shepherd, God. You are my shepherd. I will listen to your voice and your voice alone. I quiet, my, I quiet my flesh. I want to hear your voice and your voice alone, God. Be glorified. I want to see your glory. I want to see your goodness. I want to see it. I want to see it.